In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other space debris stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I'm Logan. And I'm Greg. Greg, are you going to apologize for being Greg? And Logan, are you going to apologize for being Logan? I'm sorry. Lee was the only I'm polite sorry. one here to apologize for being Lee. <laughs> I, I apologize for Logan being Logan. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, like, every single episode that we have ever recorded, I have to stare at the doc that we made. <laughs> And follow along with whoever is talking. Oh, so that's why whenever your character is asked a question, they always say, Welcome to Very Random Random Encounters. (laughs) No, I just mean for the opening part. (laughs) So then you say, I'm Travis, and I'm like, there it is. That's my name. I can say that. (laughs) Woo! We're at my But I wasn't looking. I got distracted. I Uh, couldn't say my name. Say my name. Carol. Say my name, yes. Would you like to recap the events of the last episode? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Lyrian and I dealt with uh, um, Logist people. Uh, it was real awesome. The red shirts totally snuck up behind them, and then there was a blast door that you know I stopped from coming down because I blew it up with my great, you know, explosive equipment. Uh, and then they were all upset about us doing stuff, and they were like brother and sister. And I think to my credit. I did not kill either of them as requested, so I'm in the positive once again. Meanwhile, um, through the glory of this incredible application that makes animated little emoji things, uh, we learned (laughs) that Shift 9 was in total trouble. Um, Things got real weird down in this lab where people were getting their memories erased, possibly from their consent, possibly not. And there's a guy with no mouth or teeth or both. There's a conveyor belt in his mouth, face, place. And it's real weird. <laughs> his uh, name is Toothless Bert. Toothless Bert. <laughs> it was just, I mean, toothless seems accurate, but it's pretty much uh, mouthless. Conveyor belt Bert. Anyways, turns out that uh, Ms. Crowcoat um, decided to try to make a perfect society by taking away people's personalities, but wanted to, like, do evil, mad, scientist experiment stuff, so... You know, we shut that shit down real good. And again, stress, I had the opportunity to kill a lot of people, and I did not do it. So, again, positive column for uh, Carol. Carol, you don't, you never get credit for just not being an asshole. You, <laughs> right. I mean. That's not, we don't get, we don't give gold stars for that one, buddy. Sorry. But you should. <laughs> I've got positive lots of, reinforcement. I have lots positive of things on the ship reinfor- that you can do to get a gold star <laughs> on your on the little poster. <laughs> yeah, but those those things are like clean the toilet. Like Yeah, look, today today you put your tray away at lunch and there you go. There's 
you've got a long line of gold stars for putting away your lunch. Prelia has like tons and tons of gold <laughs> stars, but on each one, uh, Carol has written traitor. Traitor on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you had you sold us out on that one right there, Fralia. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, uh, last week, if you're if the listener remembers, I talked about how this week we are going to check in with the factions, but I lied um, because I decided to do something different. Actually, something we've done before, so not something that different. I figured we've had a lot of plot-heavy stuff. It's probably time to check in. Uh, just with our characters and see where everybody's head is at. So, because, you know, a lot of shit has happened. So, we're going to do another one of those episodes we did earlier in this season where we take the move from Uncharted Worlds called Cramped Quarters, and we make a few scenes out of it, and we call it an episode. But before that, I do have a few questions, because that will kind of dictate, well, it could dictate how some of these scenes go. Hey, what'd you all do with that amulet that has incredible power to um, affect people's uh, minds and memories? My suggestion was throw it in a black hole. Yeah, I mean, I was assuming that we basically put it in like, we know, one of those plastic bins that seals real good. And then we're going to like drive to a big old hole in space and check it in. But I'm this, assuming we haven't is... done that yet. No, no, no. The, okay, I understand that this seems like there couldn't be any possible use for this, but who, who are we to tell someone that they can't, you know, forget a thing in their past? Yeah, no, like, we 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 can't tell people that they're not allowed, but the problem is the opportunity for this to be used by those in power to oppress people is too great, and we can't. I mean, that's gonna happen a hundred percent. It already did. You're not so, you're not wrong. But I'm just I'm just real messed up about it. <laughs> I, I mean, get, I get I it. I get it. It's you know, it's it's a bad it's a good bad thing, right? But I think it's more bad than good. And I think I think the ramifications of letting some psycho have it Or are the too invisible great. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, that's real. It's not. It's not ideal that you know. I mean, I already can't get through the terms and service. Imagine what it would be to like deal with this thing. No, thank you. Into the hole. Well, I guess I just we. It's, it's it seems like a very large decision to make to throw this away, and I don't know. Can can I think about it a while? On the way to the hole, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There, I should. Uh, one piece of information you do have is that um, there is a sort of back on the Earth system. There is a count. Actually, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, logistically, it wouldn't be there um, because Karma Order are invited, and that would be too far for them. At at sort of the middle point between the Earth system and the Ariana system, on some asteroid somewhere, there is going to be sort of a a a, a G8 summit. Uh, <laughs> To talk about what to do with this, what to do with this place, and and how to uh, react to it. So, if you trust the decision of the council of these four factions, and you know some representatives from Daydream Station and yourselves to to vote and have to make the right decision about the amulet, you could take it there, or you could say fuck those people 
We're doing it on our own. But I should give you that information that that is a thing that is going to happen. Well, I do trust a council of different parties to vote a little more than I do just like a dude. <laughs> can we can we do our scenes before we? Yeah, no, I'm not asking. Uh, yeah, that's 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 fair. I shouldn't be asking you to decide right now. But I just wanted to know if it was already destroyed as of the no. these scenes or not. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it is. I mean, I don't think we've even left the planet for a lot of it yet. Like we haven't left. Dream station. Ariana Prime. Dream station. Yeah. Who wants to? So the way this move works for the listener, if you don't remember. Each of our players is going to pick one character. It can be a player character. It can be a non-player character. And they are going to have a scene with that person, and they're going to roll dice, and that di- the result of those dice will determine uh, the contents of that scene. Who would just adore going first? <laughs> I mean, Not I, I think, said Lyrian. I think hmm. Carol does want to talk to Tuva, because okay. they had that sort of... Quick text, and then we just get a couple of things established. Yeah, so we established last week that you did spend the time to finish the racetrack before you hopped on the spaceship and headed out. Uh, At the risk of getting the timeline too complicated, This, I assume this takes place uh, in those few hours between leaving the bunker and leaving the planet. Yeah. I mean, so while it's still being constructed and we, you know, I don't do the work, but we wait for the work to be done, I will go have a chat with Tuva. You find her in the the town hall, uh, and she's, like, moving a whole bunch of boxes around. Uh, roll me 2d6, and let's see what kind of scene this is. A good one. Says <laughs> <laughs> you. A two- The lowest result possible. Okay. On a six minus, describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you. Mm. (laughs) I mean... Exactly where does one start? (laughs) We, We... lied and possibly invaded your planet I've arrested your former leader still <laughs> built a shitty racetrack that serves no purpose stole a bunch of poison gas and are getting out <laughs> so, pick one so I'm thinking about Tuva uh, she was only in the one scene for the listener she was the like the front desk person at the town hall uh and you found her i would say you probably found her approachable and level-headed and so that's why you went with her as uh your decree for for next in line here um so i think you know the, the characterization of her has been slim since she was just in that scene but in that scene we did see her kind of be like sort of like an orderly person not an orderly as in the the profession but she's like an ordered person and she had she was you know giving you directions and being helpful in that way so i think mostly she's probably just upset because uh, well obviously she like the whole town is upset that you 
have arrested their mayor, a mayor that was for the most part popular, but also just that the order of this town has just been so thoroughly upset by um, these events. And so I think as you walk in, she, like I said, she's moving boxes from um, Igres's office and, and there's like uh, some folks in like delivery company uniforms that are moving things on dollies. And she spots you and says, Oh, uh, uh, hi, uh, Carol. Um, it was Carol, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you... Things have been moving quickly. Yeah, kind of. Um, you know... Like, it didn't want it to move as quickly as it did, but, you know, here we are. Um, it's not great, but, I mean, it's maybe better than, you know, having your planet blown up by the pirates you pissed off. What? Why'd you come here, Carol? Well, so... There's a number of parties who are very interested in what your little society here did because, um, do you remember the 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 sharks, the space pirate sharks? I was one of them. Yeah. Um. So I have to go back and convince them that you all shouldn't be wiped off the planet. But what? No, I get I get it. All right. So, um, we're gonna take. What did they, what did they offer you? That that was big enough for you to say, yes, I do want to come and overturn a completely functioning community and and leave it in the hands of the secretary, Carol. What what? Well, they, I mean, do they give you their whole fleet? A bunch of that was a lot of improv towards the end there when things <laughs> turned out to be a lot worse than was originally sold to us. See, the idea was we we're going to come here, find out who ran the place, find out why you weren't communicating, have a little conversation about maybe you should, you know, check in or maybe we'd help defend if it was like a good reason that you didn't. But it turns out that your leader was, you know, forcibly trying to mind wipe a friend of ours and things got real south real fast. Also, some of your members had, you know, robbed a museum. So there was a bunch of stuff. And you know what? You're going to find this out because you're in charge. Um, sometimes you just need to make a call with the best information you got. Things got south fast. And, you know, I would say it was on me, but, you know, I wasn't really this person with a crazy, super mad scientist basement. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of put it on crow coat. Um, but no offense, like, I'm going to make a promise to you. I understand what it's like to try to start a community, and you had something really good here. It was tainted with something really evil, and we're gonna take that away, and there's gonna be chaos, but it's gonna be your chaos to fix. I'm gonna do my best to convince the people that, you know, decided to wipe out some of my debt to them that you should be left alone to thrive, and they should just leave you alone. That is my plan, and you can certainly hate me, because why not? A lot of people do, but maybe 
once you're peacefully living and you're not under the watchful eye of literally the entire universe, you might one time think, well, he kind of sucked, but he set us up good. And that's all I'm looking for. It's funny to me that you're saying all of this because you think it'll help me be a great leader, but given what you've just told me, I'm not sure you're one of those, Carol. You just told me that you you just did what the shark said because you owed them money, and everything you said before that was, well, we did this, and we did that. And I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, wherever you end up, I, I, I hope you make some decisions for yourself, you know? Oh, I, I have. Believe me. <laughs> I've made a lot of decisions for myself. But I'm not going to own this one. I'm not going to own your own problems. I fixed what I had to fix. I'm going to fix what I need to fix to set you all up nice. But the rest is on you. If you want to look around and say, hey, none of our choices led to this moment, Go ahead and delude yourself. I'm just saying I'm going to set you up as best I can and make sure you can start fresh and be at peace. I, yeah, I I can appreciate that. Anyway, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, um, you, got a, yeah you got a lot of paperwork, I'm sure. Um, um, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to uh, not invoice you for the racetrack. <laughs> that one's on us. Thanks, Carol. Yeah, um, but I'm not going to fix the door you tried. You people tried to save us in. So down below, there's a there's a small door <laughs> explosion. That one that one's going to be yours. so many opportunities for Carol to just not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, what universe also would that happen? Right, that, yeah. no. I, that's Who's Carol. next? Uh, I guess me, because Lee didn't seem eager to go first or second. And also, the motorcycle man that just made laps around my neighborhood for, like, the last three hours uh, appears to be done, <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, who are you talking to? I, well, first, do, do we have any kind of intel on what that amulet is or what, like, I would want to mm. know any detail about that? Yeah, sure. I, I can't remember which one of you. It might have been you earlier in, in either last episode or the one before did some sort of preliminary scan on it. Yeah. And what you found was that uh, the thing that dinged was actually a scan that's designed to scan for life forms. Um. Yeah. Excuse me. You didn't find, like, biological signs of life, but you found evidence of uh, brain waves going on in the amulet. And I think probably after that, you probably spent some time scrutinizing it more thoroughly. And since you already gave me that role, I think I'll just give you more information. You already had that role from the earlier episode. I think I'll just give you more information now that you've spent more time with it. Mm-hmm. 
this isn't tech. This isn't um, some ancient technology that does a thing. This is, uh, you know, they say, like, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. There's that saying. Yeah. This is something that is distinguishable from technology. This is definitely something magic. The way that it works, the the readings that you're getting, the, the the amount of energy coming off of this thing doesn't make sense for the size and the the makeup. Like it's just like a sapphire gem, but it does this thing. Like there's there's really no scientific explanation for that other than there's something magical about it and there seems to be some sort of brain shit happening in it. That's not creepy. So like it yeah, is it's it's not alive but it is like it has a consciousness? Your best guess would be that it's not alive but something in there is thinking. Oh man. Well that this makes everything more complex. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no like having a conversation with that thing, is there? Um, uh, <laughs> yes. Let's do that. <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, I'm gonna. Hmm. You're gonna have to give me. I'm gonna have to. It'll take me a few seconds to figure out how that's gonna work. So roll. Uh. But yeah, so do your roll, and I'll be thinking about it. So roll 2d6. 10. <laughs> On a 10 plus, describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. <laughs> um, so I'll give you more information so that you know what you're bonding with. Um, I re- Remember I told you that something in here... Something in it was calling for you when I first had that sort of cliffhanger to that episode oh, ages yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, that's whatever is in this. Um, and it seems like it's the the information I'll give you is that it's almost like it's not calling for you because it's like trying to ensnare you. It's almost like something in there. To use an analogy, it's like it's like a baby bird just hatched in there and is like calling for its mother to be like, "Hey, I I, I just got born, but I don't see you. Can you oh, can man. you like can you like do the <laughs> mom thing and home? like keep me alive?" <laughs> um. Okay, I've got a description of how we bond. Okay. As soon as I realize that this thing is an entity with a conscience or consciousness. I build it a chassis, uh, hmm. like what Schuler has, um, with some kind, like as best as I can do, I try to, I just do a bunch of experiments to try to hook up like an ocular sort of sense sensor and something to make a voice happen. Just any kind of thing. So it can express itself on a long enough. Yeah. Interesting. Frame. I think I hadn't, thought that this thing would be personified so um pointedly so i think i'm gonna roll up a name for it real quick oh you connect it to a chassis and it's like you don't even need 
you do need like a power source for the thing, but it's not pulling that much energy for the power source. It's almost like the only thing that the 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 battery or whatever that you put in the chassis does is make sure that the thing that's interfacing between the amulet and the chassis operates once that has been able to be powered the amulet sort of just takes over and and is powering the rest of it and once you connect the voice box or the whatever you whatever you called that um yeah voice box sure it starts repeating o'hare 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 uh, he- hello, o- O'Hare is your name? O'Hare, hello, Hare, hello, ha- hello, name, okay. the- O'Hare. <laughs> uh, hang on just a moment, and I, uh, I'm just gonna drag through, like, some air gestures, the, just like a Rosetta Stone C-spot run? <laughs> sure. No, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Just sort of run through the the language that you're speaking. Yeah, yeah. It it's still a rudimentary English speaker or space English, whatever this is that <laughs> we're speaking. Speaking. And it says, "Yes, name O'Hare." It's very nice to meet you, O'Hare. Um, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I think it it doesn't laugh. You don't hear anything from the voice box, but you see... Because I mentioned before that the amulet sort of glowed blue when something was happening. It kind of does that a little bit. The amulet glows blue in sort of the rhythm of a chuckle. (laughs) And it says... Still new. Hmm. Yeah, well... Like I said, nice to meet you. Is there is there anything I can do for you? You were calling to us, right? Yes. And it thinks for a while. Most of the time, a baby doesn't know what it wants when it cries. <laughs> it right. just wants the thing to go away that it doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. And so, baby doesn't maybe even know <laughs> why hungry feels bad. Um <laughs> So so I think what it ends up saying is want touch thoughts. Oh man. Uh sometimes you've small made, thoughts. Sometimes you've made thoughts go away. Is that part of what you do? Do you eat thoughts? You want food? Can eat thoughts. But, like, seeing thoughts, small thoughts. Okay. Thoughts of small. Uh, hang on a second. Um, Shift 9 recalls, uh, his humble beginnings, uh, on, what was his home planet? Oh, well. Oh, Yosemite's. So, some memories of Yosemite's. Uh, because he, like, he's like, well, if I have to lose something, it won't be, like, the worst. <laughs> so, uh, now that O'Hare isn't connected to that strange uh, pseudo-medicinal 
contraption of tubes and stuff that Igra's had it connected to, it, it's it's free to kind of just do whatever it wants, and it becomes clear that while it can eat thoughts, that's it's not its main. It's not what it really wants to do. It has that ability, but so wh- when you think about your humble beginnings on Yosemite's, the the thing that O'Hare latches onto, and you you can feel O'Hare reading those memories, and the th- the thing that you can feel it really really latch onto is the young you um the the younger shift nine how old do you think you are in this memory 12 yeah o'hare is very fascinated by the littler version of you that it it the amulet starts to to light up and and it says would like to meet more <laughs> I think of uh, me a couple of years later, like the when my I. Let's see, Shift Nine was Shift Nine's planet annexed, or did he? I think that he went on his own to a fable place. So, mm-hmm. just like the the first time he was able to figure out a way to get to a fable colony. Yeah, I think in this memory. It latches on again to you, but once you get to Fable and you uh, Fable planets, I imagine are all not all of them, but I imagine tons of them are super heavily populated, mm-hmm. and it just starts darting. Or it's always much more interested in young people and in children than it is in adults or mm-hmm. old folks. It just it seems to 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 really enjoy the the energy that kids give off and the 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 brightness and the levity that okay. they. Uh, give off and I think uh, we can sort of fade the scene out here of the two of you sort of enjoying your uh, your memories uh, I imagine all of this took place we probably should have set that up that all of it took I guess you already did that it all takes place on the ship and I think yeah. the camera starts uh, moving backwards and out of the portcullis out of the out of the window there of the ship and we can kind of just still see the the blue light of the amulet glowing as the two of you sort of enjoy reminiscing uh, and we see the pelican uh, fly away. Again, last but not least, who do you want to talk to? Yeah, so either I, I don't know if it's just like going on too much about this amulet if I have one with Shift 9, like post amulet talk, or if I think um, it's relevant. <laughs> the only other thing would be talking to one of my red shirts. Um I mean and so. we I did have my crew suck up a bunch of the poison gas and a giant vat for you to use. Yeah, nice. So if you want to have a conversation nice. about that, uh, I mean, yep, you know, this vat. <laughs> I like the per- if you're if you allow just my input. I- yes, I'm asking for it. 
<laughs> I I like the idea of the Lyrian Shift 9 scene because I think the main tension in the party right now is do we destroy the amulet or not? And I mm-hmm. think especially after that last scene, <laughs> Shift 9 is on team don't. Yeah. And yeah. Lyrian <laughs> seemed to be the most adamant of team definitely destroy that terrible thing. Yeah, um, I guess my only... I would only, love to see that conflict come to a head. Yeah, my only issue would be, like, if I fail the role, <laughs> like, I'm, it's not, be... I'm not going to change my mind about what how I want to play it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lyrian would not choose... Lyrian... So that's, that's the cool thing about this move, is that failing the role doesn't mean the other person convinces you. If you recall, when Greg rolled a two, what it says is, describe the source of bad blood between the oh right me. okay yeah describe the last source of bad blood between the okay. two of you a success yeah. is how you bonded and a mixed success is uh actually you reveal something about your past which i think could certainly happen out of this conversation yeah. so okay all right i'm gonna do it with shift nine then cool hit me with that 2d6 i get a six okay so that is a failure <laughs> um on a six or below Describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you. Uh, but before that, uh, where do we think this scene is happening? Is it on the pelican? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's like a day or two after. So we've seen this little amulet walking around on the chassis and we know <laughs> like what's up. But we haven't really talked about it yet. Huh. I Man, yeah. uh, Shift 9 would have ran out of that room. <laughs> After that, it told but, everybody. The yeah, deal. yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think we've had a conversation. I'm not saying you haven't told anybody. We all know what's up, but we haven't. Yeah, that like, scene was probably, hey, look, talked. this thing's alive. And Lyrian was like, oh. And then you haven't had the follow up yet. Yeah, yeah. I think Lyrian disappeared into her yeah. lab for a bit and has, is ready to come out and kind of talk things out. So, so were yeah. the the last sorts of hurt feelings maybe that we just like disagreed on Yeah, definitely. I think the last source of hurt feelings are that you were like, I really want to think about this some more, and Lyrian was like, Yeah, black hole, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean Carol <laughs> literally did say you could think about it on the way to us dumping it in a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was definitely on Carol's side. Yeah. What room on the Pelican does this take place in? Uh I like the idea of it being like in the whatever little dining kind of area. Yeah. 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 Over food, you know. Mm-hmm. This There's is probably a... some some drones like serving cafeteria trays to some red shirts in the background. Yeah. This is a this is a hot beverages kind of kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is chamomile. <laughs> so Shift nine. This yes. uh, what's what this amulet? You said it has a name. What's its name? Oh, O'Hare. Uh, well, I mean, they could tell you. I I haven't seen him. I yeah, you know, I've been kind of in my lab for a few days. Well, wait, is O'Hare here? No. <laughs> no, not no. Okay. Nope. Okay. Well, it's. I would it's, have asked it if, yeah. if that had been the case. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a person. Uh, O'Hare. 
Well, that certainly changes things a bit, doesn't it? I wouldn't say a bit. <laughs> I would say we're like we had like a there was a discussion of maybe we would toss it into a black hole or maybe we would see if there was some good to come of it, but now it's a person, so I would say let's don't throw it in a black hole. Well, I'm I'm certainly in the don't throw it in a black hole camp. Hmm. Now that it's a, you know, it's not just a necklace. <laughs> I'm I, I'm fine with throwing necklaces away, but <laughs> last time I checked, I don't tend to throw people into black holes. Yeah, I mean, like we did we did throw that one thing in the in a black hole in one of the episodes, but like that, you know. <laughs> Sometimes totally you gotta radical. do what you gotta do. Yeah, that was it was trying to kill us and stuff. And I mean, listen, look. I definitely have a colorful past. And I've perhaps done mercenary jobs for certain factions. Uh, not... Shift Nine gives you a look of like, did you think I didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, I, I know you know, but I'm just saying I'm I'm capable of understanding who I am and where I'm coming from. And I know that from an outside perspective looking in, it might seem like I'm fine with just killing whatever and moving on with my life, but it's really not true. I mean, I... My guiding principle really is I got to survive mm -hmm. and I'll do what I got to do. But I, this, this O'Hare has not done anything to me and I'm certainly not getting paid to kill it. So I, I'm just, I just wanted you to know where I stand on this, mm -hmm. which is with you. That's, that's wonderful, Lirian. Thank you. I, I, you know, even before it, of course, you know, there's basically zero parts from the original Mint in Box Shift 9 on the outside of me at this point, and that doesn't really bother me, but the thought of altering what's inside, I it feels like blasphemy, so I understand where you were coming from before as well. It's And this this thing still has that power, so we... I, I, but I, I just think that our... That well, that is, I did want to bring that up a bit, too. So, there's going to be this summit, right? Yes. I don't see how we just... I mean, we need to prepare. If we're going to take O'Hare to this summit, which I'm not saying we are, we need to prepare O'Hare for what that might mean. I mean, just because we see it as a person doesn't mean that these people will. I don't want to, it, it'd be like if we had just handed Carol over to the Karma Order when we met them. It's the same thing, except, you know, we're more friends with Carol because we've known him longer. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it is very much like that in that I feel like we're in E.T. and we ain't going to give them to those people. <laughs> like, that's not, I, we gotta, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know what really E.T. is, home. but I think I'd follow you. <laughs> Nobody watches classic films. <laughs> I've literally never seen E.T. <laughs> Are we talking the original or the 20 <laughs> We're always D5? talking of the original, Carol. But I the don't need to have this really conversation good. again, Carol. 
I'm just saying, with new technology and the things we know about planets, the remake was much more accurate. I will leave you to your opinion. I'm out. I might be in love with Carol. <laughs> <laughs> like Lee, not Lyrian. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I just, you know, I think we're going to have to come up with a plan about how we're going to either I don't know really I mean Carol just want to blow everybody up and he got me all that poison gas from the dream fucking place whatever (laughs) daydream daydream station (laughs) the place where we were for a couple of days (laughs) yeah look I mean it took me four weeks to remember your name (laughs) so anyway I'm just saying we probably need to think about it. Definitely. And we we should definitely have a conversation with O'Hare. Yes. But we- I just wanted you to know where I was before we moved on. I, I know this was sort of a, a thing between us. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of things. Nah, you're all right. You too. Uh, we're approaching the black hole. No, the black hole... <laughs> <laughs> Two days ago, we said not to go there anymore, Carol. What are you? (laughs) You haven't seriously been driving us there still, have you? Yeah. I didn't get the updated flight plan. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) Probably is in the background, just like sticking gold stars back on her chart. (laughs) I'm just really, I'm really proud of these gold stars. (laughs) I'm not a traitor. I can't believe anyone would deface these like this. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VRECast or check out our website at VRE.show for an updated listening guide. You can send us questions for the after show at hi at VRE.show. You can follow Lyrian at Yosef Bridge, Shift 9 at Logan Jenkins, Carol at Whitewing, and the Galactic Overlord at the Travis W. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out. One Shifty, a Marchin, says... I just finished listening to the Marvel Superheroes RPG series of episodes, and I'm amazed with the work of this crew. The randomization becomes a beautiful tapestry of plot and characters thanks to this talented individuals. There is a great combination of humor and seriousness. I've listened to a lot of actual plays of different games, and this podcast is becoming one of my favorites. Keep up the good work. We'll try. Absolutely. That's so nice. Thank you. Thanks. Travis, were you yeah. prepared for us to break your episode like that? No. Hi, we want to talk to the uh, amulet. Yeah, I wasn't prepped for that, but it, like when Logan said, can I talk to the amulet, like the bad GM thing there to, is to say no, yeah. it's an amulet. Like the really cool thing is to be like, all right, I guess I'm coming up with a personality for an amulet.